In reading through your manual online, I saw reference to members under discipline and break the golden rule. I would like to know what those two things mean, if possible. So, Victor, here's a reference to a book that Seventh-day Adventists use, I believe. Could you、uh, enlighten us on that? Yes, indeed. It's the church manual that、um, Slade is talking about, and it can be found on the main website of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. It, it has the whole manual there. We don't try and hide things. We.、Uh, Quite happy to have it open to the world to look at, and、uh, Slade's been looking through there. And the church manual is the basis for running a unified and coordinated church system right around the world. And as such, it contains a lot of practical information and advice on the structure and the smooth running of the church,、um, the different units,、uh, the different types of leadership that you would have both in a local congregation. And then in the church structure, as you work towards the church headquarters that are based there in Washington D.C., most of the practical advice is actually on the smooth running of the most important unit of the church, and that is the local church itself. That's where the action really is. Why the need for a manual、um, for a local congregation or for an organization as a whole? Shouldn't the spirit just move people to worship and to move along as they feel fit and necessary? Well, yes, and there is some point in what you're saying. On the other hand, if everybody feels fit to move along in whatever direction you're going, then you end up with congregationalism, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But Church X on one side of town may think, well, the way to do things is this way, and Church Y on the other side of town thinks, no,、nope, this is a better way. With the church manual, it helps when a lot of good people have got together and have prayed about it, and I'm sure the Holy Spirit has assisted them. And have worked towards a consensus that this is the best way for a church structure and to move a church forward in terms of worship and outreach and nurture and all the other things that are so important in a church. Going back to Slade's original question, members under discipline. This phrase sounds a little scary. God has given us an ideal to live by, and if we choose not to live by that ideal, then sometimes it has consequences. So there is a section in the church manual that deals with church discipline, and it's basically saying what action does a church take when a member chooses to go in a wrong direction. Let me very quickly and immediately say the aim of that discipline is to help restore the member to a full and loving relationship with Christ. Okay, could you、uh, tell us a bit more about how the discipline system works in the church? Within the Seventh Day Adventist Church, we try and follow what the Bible has to say about discipline. You know, in the first place, as we look through the church manual, it will talk about the biblical principles. If you find a brother with a fault, then go and talk with him quietly. If he doesn't listen, then you take a leader of the church with you. If they still don't listen, then it's a matter for the whole church to deal with. And、um, within the Adventist Church, we then put that serious kind of discipline under two categories. One is censure, and the other is to be disfellowshipped. Censure means that they've taken a course of action contrary to the church's understanding of the Bible. However, while it would no longer be appropriate for them to hold a leadership role in the church, they're still a very valued part of the church family, and they're encouraged to make things right with God and with whomever they've wronged. Disfellowshipping is a more serious form of church discipline. It means that their name is dropped from the membership of the church. 
This will really only be done as a last resort after the pastor and the leaders of the congregation have worked hard to try and help the offender. And even then, a loving church will always welcome someone who's been disfellowshipped to their worship services, and they'll continue to work with them towards restoring broken relationships. But wouldn't this sort of action conjure up a sort of a bitterness within the individual who is being disciplined so much so that they may never want to come back to be together with a loving congregation, so to speak. Well, that's the challenge. Um, you've got to talk about what is a loving congregation. As a pastor, my interest and the thing I've always said when I've worked with the church in those times when there have been difficulties like this is what is the most redemptive thing to do. Um, what has usually happened is I have sat with the person that has done wrong and, um, you know, they've done some fairly serious things at times. And, you know, we've talked about what does this mean in terms of your life and in your relationship with God? And they have usually said, well, I can understand at this time, it's probably not appropriate for me to be on the church books. And so we've removed their name from the church books, but we have encouraged them to be in church, to still be part of the church family, to work towards a restoration where they can join the church in a full measure again in the future. Yes, of course, you know, when there's discipline, when there's wrong that's being done, there is going to be fallouts, there is going to be hurts, and you've got to work with the victim and with the innocent party as well as with the person that's doing the wrong. And um, what does it mean to break the golden rule? And the golden rule are um, words of Jesus, recognized by the whole Christian community. Matthew 7 and verse 12, where it says, So in everything do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets.